Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and thank you for joining us today for Live Dharma Sunday. Please note that if you have called in to listen to today's broadcast, that all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you're listening from any of our Bright Dawn sites, note that it is not necessary to call in. You may have to wait a second or two for the loading and buffering process to complete, but if there is still no audio, please refresh your page. For more information about Bright Dawn and its activities and links to our social media sites, please visit brightdawn.org. Once again, thank you for listening to Live Dharma Sunday and enjoy the talk. Welcome, everyone, to Live Dharma Sunday for November 3rd, 2019. Koyo Kubose here. So very, very glad you joined us. November's poking around and, of course, leaves have fallen. Colder weather. I know it's all relative depending upon your locale, but seasons are nice. Let's us know time is going by and what are we doing? <laughs> are we really living or are we just existing? <clears throat> Sometimes I guess autumn is uh, or beginning of winter is also uh, a time that uh, promotes self-reflection, you know. Uh, and along that vein, I I want to share with you something that's going on in my life right now. Um, as I get older, hearing, one's hearing starts to go, and uh, elderly people often have to get hearing hearing aids. So I think that I'm approaching <laughs> that time of life. Uh, <clears throat> so... I went to where I went to my primary physician, and uh, he examined my ears, and he said, "Well, you have some uh, earwax in there." And uh, before I refer you to audiology department to get your hearing tested, we should cl- clear out that earwax. So uh, get this uh, earwax softener drops, and uh, put that in your ears for s- several days, and then we'll schedule you for our hearing test. Okay, because we gotta clean clean out your ears, your earwax before you get your hearing test. Okay, and uh, so I'm in the process of doing that. You know, I haven't had a hearing test yet, but I'm sure I'm going to have to uh, face this little project of 
learning about all kind of hearing aids and get surprised at how much they cost probably. Uh, <clears throat> go to Costco, go to Kaiser, our insurance policy what and all this stuff and what kind to get. Uh, but my point is it dawned on me that, you know, I have to clear out my earwax before getting the hearing test. Um, don't you think that there's a teaching there? Uh, <clears throat> sometimes it's not the fact that uh, your hearing is necessarily bad or that the auditory input is too soft. It could be that you have some earwax in your ears, and that's why you can't hear so good. Okay. Now, sometimes if you want to talk about external, internal sources of causation for, for certain phenomena, okay, if it's that you can't hear, you say, talk louder <laughs> to, to your to your family member, okay? Uh, and, well, okay, you could handle it that way, but maybe you have to get your own hearing checked out. Maybe you have to clear out your own ears, okay? Rather than solely getting upset that the sound from outside is not loud enough, okay? And, of course, don't take it personal that your family member who should know better that your hearing is going, that they should cater to you and talk loud to you. Okay? Uh, family dynamics get involved. I want to tell you a quick story that is one of my favorite stories. Uh, I've, I've talked about this uh, from the pulpit where Dharma talks. Okay. And one of the major characteristics uh, of the Buddhist teachings, or maybe the Buddhist modus operandi, what Buddhist practice is basically about, when you look at yourself, you look inward, not look outward in a judgmental, blaming way when things don't go the way you want. You're facing some kind of difficulty. Okay? That's that's one basic aspect, I think, in the Buddhist way. Here's the story. There was an elderly couple, and their hearing was sort of, you know, going bad. And, but each one blamed the other one, especially the husband. He he said he said my hearing's okay. You just speak too softly, and you and you and you don't face me when you talk to me, and you don't emphasize in inflection and everything of your voice, you know. And she said, "No." And he goes, "You know." So they they had this kind of a uh, argument or discussion. Now, one Sunday morning, it was nice and quiet. The husband walked into the kitchen and saw his wife. Uh, her back was to him, and she was preparing something on the kitchen counter. So he told him, he, he said to himself, hey, I'm going to test her, test her hearing. 
So I'm going to show her that she is the one who's, you know, doesn't speak loud enough. Okay. I'm not hard of hearing. So he stood there and he said, in a, you know, medium loud voice, can you hear me? No answer. So he stepped halfway into the room and said with the same loudness, everything, can you hear me? No answer. So he went right up behind her and he said the same thing. Can you hear me? And now she turned around, turned her head and said, for the third time, yes. (laughs) Well, that's one of my favorite stories. Uh, We're always so quick with our judgmental, blaming, you know, our eyes look outward. So we look around and see what's causing our problems. Okay. But it's us. Well, again, one of Pogo, a cartoon strip, uh, classic uh, cartoons was, Pogo says, we have met the enemy. He is us. Well, <laughs> uh, and, uh, well, okay, I'm going to leave it at that. And I want to introduce our guest to give us a Dharma glimpse today, Joe Hoyo. And he was part of our recent uh, LM11 group that uh, was inducted as a lay minister in our program uh, this past May. He lives in California, uh, down south on the coast from us. We're in central California. And he's going to give us a Dharma glimpse today. Hi, everyone. This is Reverend Hoyo. And this is the Dharma glimpse for November 3rd, 2019. Uh, Recently, I was invited to speak at a local Lutheran church uh, to the church's youth group and some of the parents. Uh, The youth at at this particular church were in the process of going through uh, their confirmation, and the church's pastor thought um, that it was important that the youth experience uh, the religious traditions. So since the pastor of this particular church is uh, the wife uh, of a friend of mine, I got invited out to to talk about Buddhism. And I was very honored to, to go out and speak about Buddhism in general, but particularly very honored that I was able to share uh, the Bright Dawn tradition, uh, our tradition. And during the talk, I I had mentioned radical acceptance. And of course, I received uh, the typical questions as to what exactly radical acceptance means. Uh, The audience immediate immediate thoughts were very very similar to, I'm sure, what everyone else has, has experienced in the past. And they went into something like giving up or surrendering as what they took radical acceptance to. Well, I think I was able to to answer the the question that they had very satisfactorily or satisfactory. Um, I was reflecting a a few days later and kind of looking back where it was one of those like, oh, man, I wish I had said this kind of moment. And it came from watching a, a short video on Amar Fati, and if you don't know what Amar Fati is, it's it's Latin for a love of faith, and it's used a lot in the uh, in the Stoic philosophy. And the Roman emperor and Stoic practitioner Marcus Aurelius, uh, he once wrote that quote: 
what you throw on top of the fire is fuel for the fire, end quote. So I thought that was uh, when when I was watching that video, I was like, wow, I wish I wish I would have had that uh, as part of my explanation to what radical acceptance was. And so Amar Fati, or loving or embracing what happens to you, is the fuel you throw on any particular fire that, that you come in contact with or that gets, you know, kind of um, kind of comes your way. Uh, in the case of, of Adrian and Koyo Sensei, they have an actual fire up in, up in their area. So that's a fire that they're having to deal with. But this is the kind of fires I'm talking about are, are, are not literal fires, uh, but the, the, the fires that we get when we're sick and when we're hungry, when we're sad, and, and when we're angry. So to those fires, we can say a, a more fate, uh, that we're embracing that faith. We can say, I love it. I'm alive and I'm feeling, and I'm not only going to make the most of this, I'm going to be better uh, for it. And for me, this is that that's radical acceptance when, when we talk about it in, uh, in relation to Buddhism. I mean, that's kind of what we're doing. And, you know, if you, if you, I'm sure the lay ministers in my class, anyone kind of uh, has dealt with me. I'm always, when we talk about things, I always get reminded of a book or a movie or a song. And I'm sure uh, those around me get tired of hearing movie quotes and song quotes and quotes from all this other stuff. But hey, it's that that's me. Uh, so anyways, when I was thinking about this, when I was thinking about radical acceptance and amor fati and uh, the fact that I love it, uh, I started thinking <laughs> of a pop song uh, by um, an artist called, uh, I think it's Akana Pop is her name. And hopefully, I'm hitting play here. Hopefully you can hear some of it start in the background. And her song happens to be, I love it. So hopefully you can hear it. I love it. I'm sick. I love it. I'm tired. I love it. Amor Fate. I have no electric because P, G, and E shut our power off. Radical acceptance. Um, this song reminds me of that. It reminds me of all those things that, that come our way and that we have to deal with. And we're able to, to have that radical acceptance and to say, I want this. I choose this. This is for me. I'm going to make the most of it, and not only am I going to make the most of it, I'm going to be better for it. So when life throws those fires at you, whether they're real or literal, keep going. Keep going. Embrace it. Think of it as something that you chose and something that you want, and that in the end, at the end of it, when you come out on top, that you're going to be better for it. And that's the type of fuel that we throw on these fires. So that is the Dharma glimpse for today. I hope this finds you well and keep going. And until next time. Thank you very much. Yeah. You know, for some reason, one of our, what has become not by choice, but, uh, I talk about keep going, and that's such a 
non-esoteric Buddhist, not, not a Buddhist saying, but it's the regular saying. Ah, keep going. Uh, but if you elaborate on that, put it in the context of religious uh, uh, terminology or teachings in Buddhism, uh, keep going. <laughs> People picked up on it and said, oh, you know, he always said, talking about keep going. And then so when I started to think about it, yeah, it could be applied in a lot of ways, not just keep going, uh, persevere when things are get rough. Okay? That's the most common interpretation, perhaps. But even when things are going great, you got to keep going. You can't rest on your laurels. <laughs> huh? Uh <clears throat> And a lot of times, to, in order to keep going, you have to accept what happened. You know you don't like it. You got hurt or you lost your job or... Uh, now, you don't have... <laughs> I... Amor Fati means, well, you love your fate. Well, uh, I would, I, I would kind of temper that teaching with, uh, you know, maybe love is a little too strong. For me, you understand, okay? Radical acceptance, love means, uh, you know, you you don't fight it in the sense that you get caught by it and you get stuck because of that event, okay? Life and reality is always flowing, and you got to flow with it. Uh... Otherwise, if you're a leaf floating in a in a you know river, and there's a little side stagnant pool, uh, that's not healthy. That's not what a river really is—a stagnant. You know, if your leaf gets caught in a stagnant pool, okay, your leaf is flowing with the current there, and you know when you rub up, you the, the leaf go, going along with the current runs into a log or something in the water, shoop, goes right by it, doesn't it? It doesn't bump into it and then stay there and keep bumping into it and saying, hey, man, how come this obstacle is in my way? That's not right. That's not there, uh, blah, blah. Huh? Uh, it's a very dynamic, creative life when you keep going. Okay? Uh, <clears throat> well... I was thinking about, and when we think of Amor Fati, A-M-O-R, I looked it up, <laughs> F-A-T-I, uh, uh, you could describe it with a lot of different words, and they all give some more solidity or more handles, more angles to view it, okay? To give it more to more impact in your life, you could say radical acceptance. You could say everything is best. That's you know talking about some of the titles of my father's articles in his books, Everyday Suchness, Center Within, or his the one he, one of his favorite sayings was Every day is a good day. Yeah. Because obviously. Every day is a good day. What if something bad happened on that day? What do you mean every day is a good day? 
There's a challenge there, isn't there? Or Banzan, the monk, one of the, in the Buddhist literature, the story is uh, Banzan was uh, in the in the shopping market area, and he, and he heard a customer ask the, a butcher, give me your best piece of meat. <laughs> and he overheard the butcher say, hey, every piece of meat in my shop's the best. Bam, Banzan was enlightened. Think what that means. Everything is best. Everything is best. I mean, right now, hey, this is great. Huh? It's a first place tie. It's, uh, in fact, I, I read, I don't remember what I was looking up, but I, I read uh, a quote from Pima Chodron, who's a very popular, famous Buddhist nun, and uh, talking about inner peace, I guess. And uh, she says something like this. The peace we seek is not the peace that crumbles in the face of difficulty or chaos. Whether inner peace or global peace, the way is to build it on a foundation of unconditional openness to all that arises. Peace isn't an experience free of challenges, but it's an experience that's expansive enough to include all that arises without feeling threatened. And that's sort of an adopt, adapted from a quote from Pima Chodron. And, and you could see how, the, how it's related to the, this topic we're talking about. And I underlined the, the, right in the middle there where it says, the way is to build it, inner peace, on a foundation of unconditional openness to all that arises. You know, hey, this happened. Hmm. Uh, or it's related to one of my favorite. I don't know where I picked this up. It wasn't in a Buddhist context. Okay, more like in a personal growth psychology context. But it, it, the quote was, "X is not the problem. How you deal with X is the problem." That has helped me a lot. Okay. X, of course, stands for anything. Okay? And just by rephrasing that your situation into that format is tremendously liberating because it switches the whole focus not on X. Why did X happen to me? But it says, hey, what can I do about it? You empower yourself immediately. Completely different feeling. When you say, oh, man, how come I had this broken leg, <laughs> you know? How come this happened? How come I didn't? How come I married the wrong person? Or how come this? How come that? You know? The judgmental, blaming, uh, outside, external orientation. You know, we got to live from the inside out. That was one of the titles of one of my father's books in Japanese. A soto no ye, I can't remember exactly, but it's like, okay, yeah, the, the center within. It's sort of like that. That's where the center is. Okay? The center of your problem is not out there. Okay? You take self responsibility. You empower yourself. Okay, by a drastic one hundred eighty degree 
attitude change of how you orient yourself. Hmm? The inner wisdom eye doesn't look outward. It looks inward. Uh, well, that's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going, and you have a beautiful day. <laughs>